Dear friends, uh, first of all, I'm delighted to see that the room is full, so thank you to everybody who made it here despite the, uh, the traffic uh, strike. Uh, let's go into the next panel. Uh, I will take over from Nigel Lowry, who unfortunately is still on the way. He's trying to find a way to arrive here, so I will uh, moderate the next panel. Um, it's on technical management and fleet operations. What's next? Uh, Mark, please join us. Mr. Saris, Sunil, and uh, Dimitri. So we had uh, the, uh, the, the ship owner panel before. They painted the landscape of the industry. Now we have with us, uh, we're going into the ship management side. And uh, we have with us uh, two uh, third party managers, uh, Columbia and um, FML Fleet Management. And we also have two in-house uh, owners who are doing their own management, Kikladis and uh, Mr. Saris uh, of um, uh, Enterprises Shipping and Trading. So I would welcome them to the panel. Thank you for being with us. If I may start asking each one of you to briefly describe your operation uh, so that we, you know, we know exactly what you're dealing with. So Mark, maybe I can start with you. Morning, everybody. Um, I think they've set the temperature in this room deliberately very cold, so we all stay very attentive. Um, my name's Mark O'Neill. I'm CEO of Columbia Ship Management. We have approximately 370 vessels under management across all vessel types uh, and across all uh, industry sectors um, based in Singapore, uh, Germany and in Cyprus, the main office, the, uh, the largest office is in Cyprus, but really focusing now, uh, the key for us is optimization. We think that's the, uh, the direction of this industry and that's the reference earlier on to the performance optimization control room. We think that's the, that's the differentiator. Hello everybody, good morning. My name is uh, George Saris. Before I start, I would like to thank uh, Capital Link for the kind invitation. Um, I'm uh, the President and Managing Director of Enterprises Shipping and Trading. We are uh, managing, we're owning and, uh, owning and uh, managing 40 vessels, uh, dry cargo uh, and uh, tankers. And uh, our company uh, has been uh, since throughout the years, since 1974, striving for excellence. And we have managed to reach that excellence and we're seeking even more. Um, we hope that uh, through uh, these uh, forums um, we can have a, a better and clearer idea as the market that we are in right now is a, a very uncertain one and um, owners uh, are not sure of what to do uh, and which way to go. So I hope that today we will uh, get a bit wiser uh, on this section. Thank you. Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is Sunil Kapoor. I'm a director located in Cyprus. I represent fleet management, and it's one of the third largest ship management company. We operate more than 550 ships of all kinds. Our head office is in Hong Kong, with offices located in Singapore, Cyprus, London, 
in all parts of the country. And uh, today we will be talking about the operational excellence, how to adopt to the na uh, new technology, how to move forward and uh, provide the best services in this tough market. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you very much for the organizers for inviting me. Uh, I'm the CEO, my name is Dimitris Patrikios. I'm the CEO of uh, Kiklades Maritime. Uh, the company manages uh, the fleet mainly uh, of the Alafuzos family, and it is a very traditional company, uh, run, going back uh, to more than 30 years uh, uh, owning and managing ships. Uh, the challenge for us uh, this year is that uh, we have a big expansion of the fleet. Uh, from uh, We mainly manage uh, crude carriers, and uh, we go from 11 ships, uh, Suez Maxis and Afro Maxis, to, head, uh, to take delivery of eight VLCCs within one year and uh, six uh, Suez Maxis next year. So the challenge uh, for us and uh, discussing this operation excellence, uh, as mentioned before, is how to adapt uh, our organization to the challenges of this uh, big expansion of the fleet. Thank you. So we have with us, which I find very interesting, as I mentioned before, we have two very uh, large third-party managers and two very large uh, in-house uh, owners, operators. So I would like to, uh, to, to ask you, each one of you, what do you consider to be the major challenges you're facing today? I'm curious to see if uh, the challenges and risks that you are having on the, as a third-party manager are different than those that you have as an in-house uh, owner-manager. Because at the end of the day, both of you are striving for operational excellence. So maybe, Mark, I can start with you and ask, what are the major challenges and risks that you're facing today as a third-party manager managing on behalf of many owners? I think as a, a third-party manager, the, the challenges are persuading the marketplace, and there is no tougher marketplace than the Greek market, that we as third-party managers are relevant to the business and compelling to the business that, that you need us. I, I spent 25 years as a lawyer working in and with the, the Greek market. Nobody does shipping better than the Greeks. And, and that's a, a great challenge for us because we have to look at what the, the, the market wants and what the market needs. We heard on the last panel that the optimum vessel size for efficiencies between 15 and 50 vessels. Uh, that's undoubtedly true. We have 370 vessels under management and, and we don't claim or try to provide the same service to each of our clients. We have to provide a tailored, optimized service to each of those clients, particular to those clients. We've seen from some of our competitors out there who perhaps have had their focus and their target on other, uh, other objectives, perhaps a sale or, or IPO or, or, or whatever, that they take their eye off the ball. We are simple service providers, and I think the challenge is to remind ourselves of that. Same way when I was a lawyer, I was just a lawyer servicing the client. Here in, in this industry, we have to keep our eye very much on, on that ball. What does the individual client want and what can we give? And if we take the Greek market, how, how can we best serve 
Greeks who for hundreds, thousands of years have been doing, have been operating very, very, very successfully in this business. So we see the challenge really in harnessing our size, the economies of scale that we can bring to the market on procurement, on technology, on crewing, etc., into uh, into the clients and tailoring that service. Then optimization. We believe that if we can make our clients' vessels more attractive to their ultimate clients, that's a win-win for everybody. And that's why we have spent a lot of time, effort, and money in developing this performance optimization control room, which leads to radical optimized savings. Absolutely in incredible what can be achieved through harnessing this technology. And this technology is not just available for our managed clients, it's available to anybody who wants to use our control room. It's, it's there, come and use it, uh, be a client of the control room, and, 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 and really see how your uh, business model can change massively and make your vessels even more attractive to. Uh, to the, the, the marketplace. So please speak to us if, that, if that's right. And then fundamentally, we're a great believer in people. You know, there's a lot of talk about technology, there's a lot of talk about digitalization. We're getting into the realms of the, y, the Y2K, and those of you old enough to remember will realize that the, the, the turn uh, of uh, the new century, we all thought our computers were going to crash. There is this hype around that you have to digitalize or die, and you have to digitalize everything. This is rubbish. The most important commodity we have, and, and it's interesting that the owners mentioned it on the last panel, is our people. That's our people in the offices. That's our people on board our vessels, and it's the clients and the relationships we have. If we focus on our people, focus on training, which we're spending huge amounts on, again, we can become relevant and compelling to our clients because we can offer them something uh, that they perhaps can't get anywhere else. So relevant and compelling and become relevant and compelling to each of the individual clients in each of the markets is, a, is, is the key challenge for us. So maybe I can continue with uh, Sunil so we can go with the third party managers first and then go to the in-house management. By the way, I'd like to mention that uh, Tome Group was all, is also a sponsor of this conference, and um, their CEO was supposed to be with us. Unfortunately, last moment, he had to uh, another uh, urgent uh, engagement. But we look forward, hopefully, to renewing uh, our uh, contact with Tome Group in uh, Hong Kong on November 18, along with fleet management, of course, and uh, Colombia. Um, so, uh, Sunil, if I can. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, uh, it reminds me what Charles Darwin said some time back. It is not the strongest or the most smartest who will survive, but it is the most uh, a person who can respond to the change and a person who can take quick decisions and act accordingly <coughs> is the one who will survive. And after a long time, I see so many changes taking place in shipping industry now with new technology, untried technology, new regulations. There's a requirement for a high level of professional and competent people to run the ships, both at uh, shore and on ships. So there, there is a lot of things which are coming up. And how to deal with these challenges are be becoming a challenge itself for the various ship management or ship owning companies. So what we have done recently is to create a center of excellency 
and that monitors all these activities, new requirements and up upcoming uh, negotiations and regulations which are coming out. A group of these hand-selected people are part of this center of ex excellency, and they are monitoring and discussing interning with various group heads, training centers, and technical managers. So this way, our response time is very quick. And the more we can respond and can act, the more we have control of our, our activities. So to keep our ship management company running and to provide the best services is to make sure that we are aware what's happening around and how to find the best solution and to give the excellent service to our uh, uh, owners and customers. Thank you. George, maybe we can go with you. Well, uh, as we know, Greek ship owners are very effective and very competitive, and uh, they do so because they're running their companies more like families rather than uh, business entities. Um, this uh, they have done over the years. Uh, they had some of them. Uh, we had the luxury of building up uh, a company and a culture in the company, a very strong culture in the in the company that uh, over the years have become uh, a very solid platform on which we have built our structure, our uh, in-house uh, technical management uh, 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 company. Uh, this uh, uh, has created a very uh, robust uh, company that um, is flexible to take, of course, decisions has a very large degree of authority in decision-making, uh, especially for testing uh, new technologies, because this is where we have an advantage uh, in comparison with uh, third-party management. We, we can decide and we can uh, uh, be very swift in our decisions, and we can try new technologies uh, without having to consult anybody, uh, but just you know, discuss it amongst ourselves. Uh, sometimes we have to make hard decisions and uh, finally uh, at the end of the day uh, we strive for excellence. Now when we reach that peak um, then in, uh, in an in-house uh, technical management uh, it's not enough. Uh, we cannot sit back uh, and enjoy. Uh, reaching that peak, we've reached the peak and we know that the next step is just the decline. So when we're up there we need to think of something, we need to innovate in order to shoot up and reach for another goal, another, uh, another target which is much higher than the one that we have already uh, achieved. Uh, the in-house management and of course the, the, grip, uh, the Greek ship owner uh, is never satisfied and this is what makes him uh, special in my opinion. High maintenance standards reflect positively, uh, very positively, uh, in, uh, uh, in the in-house uh, management. Uh, and this because that reflects directly to uh, our assets uh, and their values, of course. Um, finally, the owner is more inclined and more um, uh, free to invest in his own company, invest in many ways, and of course this 
uh, improves the standards. This makes him different and, of course, uh, very, very um, highly uh, competitive in the international market. Thank you. Yes, uh, regarding your question, what are the challenges we face as a family ship management company? Uh, the family companies, uh, the family ship management companies, uh, have different expertise in different markets. Uh, we run tankers, and the tankers they require different types of uh, quality perception and safety perception. Regarding the challenges, uh, the first challenge is how to adapt to the regulations. It was mentioned in the previous panel a lot of times about regulation that uh, were over-regulated. I will simply say we are regulated. There is no industry without regulations. And I would say the banking sector, if we take, is over-regulated over nowadays. And uh, instead, we must not see in the past, but we must realize what is the future now and how the future will evolve uh, from the present position. So. We have the regulations. Always we will have regulations. The issue is how to adapt our systems, our management systems, our minds, uh, and make our people understand uh, what's the necessities of the future. I remember in 1996 when the ISM was introduced, uh, everybody was saying that uh, the Greek shipping community will face tremendous problems. We never faced tremendous problems because we adapted. Uh, the human uh, species, the human species, adapt. And as you said, the Darwin, we, are, we live in a, a, a continuously uh, adapted environment. So the first regulations, not only regulations from the external entities, international regulations, but uh, as a tanker operators, uh, we face uh, the requirements of the charters. And we face, uh, which are very uh, strict uh, regulations, strict requirements, and uh, we must adapt to these requirements if we want to have uh, profits, if we want to survive and we want to sustain our operations. Uh, second, technology. We, we, now we are in a structural transition in technology. It reminds me the analogies in the late 80s, beginning of 90s, when the, all the uh, ship management companies introduced uh, uh, the PC, the computer. Uh, before that, we had the telexes for the exchanging information. And uh, we had the forms, the written forms, to find out what is, was happening uh, on the vessel. Uh, now, we have a new wave of changes. And, uh, but the problem with the new wave of changes is that we, have, we see a lot of promises. Every week, one company will knock uh, the door and will say that we provide uh, these fancy things about uh, information technology, artificial intelligence, and many, many things. We have data. We have many, many data. But the data, without uh, make the data information and information to take decisions, are uh, rubbish. So the, the challenge in our days is how to use the technology in the proper way to have the proper people in our company, in our, um, uh, in our management system, to understand the technology and know how to implement the technology. We will not implement promises. We want something very solid. And the third one, the challenge, is the human factor. The human factor, uh, for me, is the most important uh, in, our in all organizations, the ship management, and the human factor not only on board the vessels, but the human factor in the office. We want professionals, we want people to understand 
we want people to see not only the present, but we want to see the future as well, and also to have the proper professionals and well-qualified and well-trained uh, seafarers on board. Without, without having the proper people, we cannot operate our assets, and we cannot satisfy our principals who invest their money to buy very expensive assets, and we are responsible to have these expensive assets running up every day uh, properly and earn revenues uh, for the principals. These are the challenges. And uh, the last one is one big change that we have today from the, from the past is that we live in a period of transparency. And transparency brings everything into the light. And the problem is that many people in the offices we have, uh, because they have the experiences of the past, they consider that uh, uh, some uh, cutting corners or doing some things in a, in, a, in a way that was allowed in the past cannot be done in the future. We must adapt ourselves also in the present era of transparency. We are in front of a monitor all the time. Thank you. Thank you. I have uh, a different question to ask to George and Dimitris, and then a different one for Sunil and uh, Mark. When we're dealing with the economies of scale, obviously economies of scale have to do with size. So I understand if you're running three, four hundred uh, uh, ships, uh, it is probably easier to achieve those economies of scale. So Dimitri and George, when you are dealing with your in-house uh, fleets, do you have the, the uh, how are you going after achieving maximum economies of scale and efficiency for your own operations? If I can start with George. Well, I was fortunate because um, when I joined uh, uh, our company, uh, we had four ships and we went up to 97. Uh, so I've been through all these uh, change, I've been uh, uh, running uh, 97 ships, so you understand that uh, I had the opportunity to negotiate and I had the, um, the ability to uh, uh, manage some deals with individuals uh, because of the number of vessels that we had. Uh, this fortunately has uh, been uh, following us until now, where we have now 40 ships. And uh, I've had no difficulty, uh, and of course I'm in this uh, uh, market for more than 40 years, so uh, I have uh, a reputation uh, regarding these uh, economies of, of scale. Um, so this is, I think that this is not easy for other companies, for smaller companies. Uh, they have to struggle because um, the numbers uh, are different, but there are ways uh, to deal with this. Um, fortunately, we don't have to, to uh, employ uh, these ways, but um, I'm sure that uh, if a company with a smaller company needs to um, uh, get uh, better prices, then they join forces uh, through certain channels, and of course they can achieve that. Thank you. Dimitri? Yes. Uh, economies of scale uh, is an economic term and very relative. Uh, when you want to speak about the economies of scale on financing, on financing you need a mass of assets and you need 
of course, uh, something uh, that uh, will give you the power to have the economies of scale. If we are talking about the ship management, uh, the economies of scale is very relative. If we take, let's say, the management expenses, of course, uh, uh, if we have, let's say, the, 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 the colleagues here, the speakers, they have uh, 1,000 1, vessels. Of course, they have economies of scale with the people they have in their offices. In our office, uh, in the other offices, the family business offices, the economies of scale cannot be measured in that way for the management fees. Uh, regarding the other variable costs uh, for uh, running the ships, we benchmark ourselves. Uh, there are benchmarking uh, tools. We can see how we move uh, against uh, the other uh, companies, and then uh, we try to adapt ourselves. Uh, the biggest, uh, the biggest uh, part of, uh, of the running a ship is the crew. And this is a strategic decision. What kind of crew you are going to have? This uh, will create different structures. So the economies of scale uh, for, uh, for me is very relative. Uh, for the family business, uh, the 30 ships is a, is a, is a number that can be controlled uh, in, a safe, in the safe management system very efficiently. Above that, you need different structure. Uh, on the financing, you need power, you need mass, and you need good name. Thank you. So for Sunil and Mark, and I'll start with Sunil, obviously when you're dealing with a very large fleet, we can understand how you achieve economies of scale. But can you tell us now from your end how you achieve consistent quality given exactly the size of your operations? So maybe... Well, I think... Um, economies of scale, anybody who argues that a smaller number of vessels can achieve the same economies of scale as a larger number of vessels, it's just not a sustainable argument. It's the, the graph continues to go up um, according to the number of vessels. But, but Nicholas, you make the point, that doesn't mean that the service being delivered is necessarily uh, also the quality is going up. And, and uh, you know, it's all about the quality of the service, and and as I said again, you know, from what I said at the at the beginning, our challenge as a third-party manager is not to do it better than these guys uh, on my left. We, we we can't expect to do it better. It's in your DNA. It's in the Greeks' DNA shipping, uh, but we have to do it as well, and then we have to harness. Everything we can bring to the party, the economies of scale, uh, the procurement platforms that we have, the optimization ability through the control room and, 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 uh, and, and other mechanisms. So uh, we're not trying to do it better, but, but economies of scale uh, must, must, must be, be relevant. Then there's the quality. And you're seeing now, um, unfortunately, certainly in the third party ship management sector, uh, uh, a polarization between those ship managers that um, hold on to the quality space and will not go down because frankly that affects safety uh, and that affects the quality of the service and those that will frankly do it for anything and, and we'll see what happens further down, uh, further down the line uh, once the vessel, once the contract has been landed. 
quality is absolutely essential. And, and as far as Columbia is concerned, the day we take our eye off that quality is the day that the business model becomes uh, uh, unsustainable. And owners will quite rightly say, we're taking it back in-house and we're doing it, uh, uh, we're doing it ourselves. We have to operate and think like an owner. And because we have 40 or 50 owners who are clients, we have to think like 40 or 50 different owners and tailor the service precisely to what they want. And that gives the quality. We have to do it like an owner. We have to perform this service like an owner. But quality, Nicholas, you're absolutely right. Quality is the differentiator. And uh, um, it's certainly something, as far as our organization, is, is, is massively important. Thank you. Sunil? Yeah, I fully agree uh, with Mark. Economies of scale is important when you are making a budget initially. Everybody wants to see the bottom line, but it is not the only thing when we are running ships. And when we are running 550 ships, we are looking at operational excellence. We are looking at how to minimize wastage. So this wastage will also improve the bottom line. We are also looking at uh, how best to deal <coughs> the jobs where uh, we should have some standards of working and operational. So owners at the end of the day, they are willing to see they may have a 5% additional cost, but they don't want the ships to have off-hire or they don't want a breakdown or bad name or everything. So as a third-party manager, our constant effort is also, one of them is to keep the cost down, but is also to provide the best services. And then we have very various kind of owners, so then we have to provide the customized service to each and every kind of owner. So there we have to continue working in order to keep the ships in the good condition. In today's world, you cannot run a ship, especially anywhere in the world, in a shabby condition where we have portrait control, detentions, other things. So even a small mistake can cause you more damage than just trying to create and bringing down the cost of supplying stores and spares. So I think operational excellence at the bottom line is more important. Standards, safety systems, and how you operate the ship, and how trustfully you are communicating with the owners. Thank you. Thank you. Can I just add to that, too? Uh, the sooner we get rid of this term, uh, term third-party management, the better, frankly. I hate it. Uh, it. It suggests that there is some form of abrogation of responsibility from the owner to a third party who then runs the ships, technically crewing, etc., operationally uh, for that owner. That's not the way of the real world. It should be second party management. It should be partnership. It should be joint venture. There are a multitude of different forms which lend themselves to uh, the modern shipping space, much more than this term third party manager. And if you want quality, the best way to bring quality is to bring owners' expertise into your organization, bring their DNA in so it's a real partnership. Have owners' representatives sitting with you. That gives the transparency that was talked about um, earlier on uh, on this panel. It gives uh, the assurance of quality. It brings owners' DNA, your, your DNA, into the operation. So I think the sooner we get rid of third party management, call it second party management, or call it partnership, or joint venture, or cooperation, whatever we want to call it, uh, the better. And that will assure quality. So Mark opened the window to the next question I wanted to ask actually to Dimitri and to George. Given the quality and efficiency of your operations, would you consider managing ships for other parties? 
Well, uh, yes, we, we would consider under certain circumstances. We, we have done that uh, in the past. We've had you know, this exercise done with, uh, uh, partners, with our partners in um, American Eagle Tankers, um, where we decided to build uh, four vessels together for Aframaxes. Um, we've ended up uh, managing them, they were chartering them, and finally uh, we decided to uh, split to see how we do each one of them, uh, benchmarking. Uh, and it was uh, really, uh, and I'm very happy to say that um, we got the vessels back again uh, because we were much, much, much cheaper and also the quality of our ships much higher than the one uh, of our partners. Um, I do agree with uh, Mark, quality is of essence, it's, it's a must, uh, unless you have quality uh, all over your, uh, your setup, um, you cannot compete uh, nowadays. Fortunately, our company has seen this uh, back in 1993, and we were the first ones uh, that had being awarded with a quality certificate uh, in Greece. Uh, at that time, we were operating reefer vessels. Um, now, on quality, uh, I would also uh, like to add ethics, because this is also very, very essential. And I think uh, if a company uh, runs with quality and ethics, uh, it makes a very, very big difference. Thank you. Uh, I have no experience working with uh, ship managers. I know many of them. Uh, I respect uh, the companies, and uh, from my, pre my previous assignments, we had in-house uh, management. But uh, the decision to go to a, a third party or second party managers depends on what kind of vessels you have. Uh, whether you have the expertise, that what is the, your business model, what are your charters, uh, how you, you want to work. Uh, your vessels. Uh, last week I was in a lunch with a big charter and the charter told me that uh, we like this family uh, type uh, business you have because uh, you, you, you can handle all the things because you have the owner next to you and you, 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 you solve the problems uh, immediately and we are satisfied with this. This doesn't mean that you cannot find uh, ship managers to work in the same way. Uh, if I had, uh, let's say, if we invest uh, in LNG, we don't have the expertise. And uh, by this way, we may go to a third-party manager who has the expertise on LNG in order to run uh, the vessels. Uh, uh, for the bulk carriers, we may consider it. Thank you. Uh, this is my point. Thank you. So we are about to run out of time. I'd like to conclude with one question to Sunil and Mark. I would be grateful for a brief answer. Looking at third-party managers, I don't know, as Mark said, we have to have a better term for that, but looking at the third-party manager industry, is, is there consolidation? Uh, are there size considerations? You have the larger companies and you have the smaller companies. So how is the competitive landscape forming in, in your industry? Look, we've, we're all seeing the troubles that perhaps the largest of the ship managers is having, um, not just in this market, but in other markets. I think 
it doesn't matter about the size and the smaller, just as in the owner-operator market, smaller companies can do things just as well as the larger companies subject to the economies of scale and investment possibilities, etc. The important thing is to keep the focus and keep the focus on the fact that we are mere service providers. We're managers to uh, many of you owners out there. If you keep that focus, uh, and you focus on quality and you focus on people and you harness that with technology um, and all of the in other investment opportunities that, 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 that we have, then you're going to succeed. Why wouldn't you succeed? Um, and consolidation is not necessary. You don't need to be the biggest uh, to be the best, but you do need this focus and you do need to remember the, uh, the very, very basics that we're here to provide management services and we are managers of vessels and we have to harness you, the clients, to manage effectively. Thank you. Sunil? I just want to, even uh, this third party ship management, so some of the owners, they call us as the extension of owner's uh, office, so I just wanted to add that. I fully agree that the m many people use third party ship management as something, a derogatory word. So coming back, I, I agree, when I joined fleet management, we were thinking of a size of 25 to 30 ships, and then from that level now we are about 550 ships. But the whole question is also of not of the size, but the services we have to provide now, because many owners are looking that if they give a shape, then the company like big companies can be able to provide the various services at one shop, you know. They can be able to run from a bulk carrier to LNG or new technology. They will be able to provide services to put scrubber, things like that. So we also have to evolve and we have to also provide the services. But the bottom line is focus on quality, focus of integrity, transparency, and how we can provide better services at all times. And if we have good systems, good people to run this, we can continue growth. Otherwise, like any other big company, it can collapse, and then it will just finish. So we have to continue putting the focus on what we are supposed to do. Thank you. Thank you very much. We run out of time. It was a very interesting panel. Thank you to all four of you for a great discussion. Um, let's have a picture taken and we'll go to the next panel.